Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and with me for this week is um, Mitch. JD, who wasn't up to scratch, she's been dropped. I brought the reserve um, co-host in for a round. How are you, How are you mate? Yeah, I'm all right. Uh, rumor has it JD's on a fishing trip. Yes, well, you know. Apparently fishing He tries to turn this podcast racing. every week into a fishing show. Like, <laughs> it's not a fishing show, mate. So he's like, screw you, I'm going for a week. <laughs> Fair enough, I guess. Nah, he's in the sin bit. Nah, he's, he's all good. He's, he's, he's taking a week off. He's got some family up here. He's going out. He's trying to catch um, the Barramundis. Yeah. Priorities, though, mate. Priorities. Yeah, I know, right? You know... <laughs> Racing is every weekend for the next foreseeable future. <laughs> yeah, the rest of your life. How did you find the race this weekend, mate? Uh, it was really, really good. I enjoyed the second half of it. Mm. <laughs> I mean, after the start, there was a bit of excitement at the start. That was... Oh, yeah. Um, See Kimmy get squeezed. Another not fantastic start for him, but that seems to be his current trend. Mm. But, yeah, up until uh, the pit stops, really. Yeah, well, I was got... On the Sunday, I got a message from you going, are you watching the race? And I was, unfortunately, <laughs> um, like I did through the Australian Grand Prix, I was at a mate's place, same mate, um, cutting down trees. And I was like, this time, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And I was like, oh, crap, there's a Grand Prix on. And I just, I didn't have time to get to watch it live. And I was getting messages from you. And to be honest, I was like, oh, if I can re-watch a Hamilton race win, like, that's fine. I'll, I'll watch it the next day, thinking, probably going to be a Hamilton or Vettel win. I think I tipped Hamilton and JD tipped Vettel for the race win. So I was like, ah, if I rewatch China, that's fine. I'll I'll miss it. I won't watch it live. And then I'm getting messages from you like, are you watching the race? And I'm like, oh my God, I got to check the result. Seeing who won. I was like, oh, I'm so annoyed now. You are going to love it. (laughs) And I was was messing you like, well, how did did it happen? Was it, was was his, did other people make mistakes or did, you know, was it strategy or was it race pace or whatever? And it was just... It was luck, strategy, and brilliant driving. Yeah, it That's really it was. was so we might as well jump straight into it. You sort of touched a little bit on there. Uh, the race start, we sort of had um, Vettel squeezed out Kimi quite a bit. Yeah, I, I, you could see that coming, by the way. He parked his car on the grid, though. Mm. But it really, like, it hurt Kimi a lot because he ended up dropping down to third and you had Bottas come yeah, up around Kimi, the outside. Kimi really didn't have a good race, like, yeah, but he hasn't had a good start all year, if you ask me. No, he's starting to look a little better, but I think... He's he's looking better during the race and qualifying-wise. I think this year he's looking really good, but mm. it's those starts. He's Yeah, I don't know. It's also, um, I think Ferrari are making him play second fiddle at the moment. I think. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm pretty towards sure. Towards the end happened. of the race, like, we haven't even got that far, but they kept him out so late. And that, that was purely for Vettel's benefit. Yeah, and and the ex, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, to... but and then the pit stop hurt him as well, being slower than normal. I understand why Ferrari's going a bit slower than normal. Well, I think the they moment. all got a pretty much a big talking to, like yeah. all the teams are like, look, we need to. Think it was the race director or someone that pretty much come down and said, you guys need to take it a little bit easy in your pits. Um, yeah, I think it was Charlie Whiting. Was, yeah, there was a heap of already unsafe releases prior to the incident that happened at Bahrain yeah, um, with the Ferrari mechanic getting collected. That was crazy, eh? Like, oh, that was that was scary to watch. Yeah, that was... You could feel that dude's pain. Like, jeez, man. Anyway. Well, the first round of pit stops, I think Max pitted around about lap 18 and Ricardo. Like, this is something I want to touch on. The Red Bull pit stops this week. 
they were the way they stacked them and they just yeah. nailed it. Like, Especially the first one. Like, <laughs> there was bugger all time between them. If there was like one small mistake in the pit stop for Max, Ricardo yeah. would have been stats like stop still. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, he turned up just as they were pulling the blankets off his off his set of wheels. It, it looked just... great. Like I thought it was a gift that was a perfect loop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it was like pretty much like non-stop. They had, like no time, like you say, no time for mistakes, and they nailed it. And the one with this, like, to jump ahead a little bit again, the one the, their pit stop with the safety car, that was with such short warning too. They had like half a second to get ready for that almost. It was yeah, like... I, I can't remember. Christian Horner said it was like I, I didn't take note of the corners or whatever on this track. But he said it was like, basically he was coming onto the back straight when they decided, yeah, you yeah, know, pull him in. And that straight's like, got that. The straight on the China always seems so funny because when you see the camera angle down the main straight, you can see the cars in the background and they they don't slow down. Everyone else slows oh, down yeah, to make yeah. the corner and then you've got, to, you know, whoever's going into the pitch just flat out straight. Like, oh, you missed the corner. Yeah, yeah, it does. It looks like, like, wow, that was, you didn't even try to stop. <laughs> Um, well, after all the Red Bulls and stuff, you know, pitted, Hamilton ended up pitting on lap 19, Bottas stayed out for lap 20, you would have thought the Ferraris would have, like, you know, tried to cover off everyone? Yeah, they just seemed to, like, their 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 entire strategy, regardless of what happened in the second half of the race, was off. It was a like, really bad strategy. Like, nothing the undercut is very car. possible here, and they left Vettel yeah. out for so long that he was exposed, and Bottas... Got the undercut easily. Yeah, it, it all seemed too easy for Mercedes. Like, at that point, it's like, they didn't even try. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and at that point, like, you know, if I hadn't known the result, I would just be like, oh, this is, this is done. You know? Yeah, good, good on Bottas for getting a win. <laughs> yeah. And then to for them to keep Kimi out, like, because I've got here, like, so what, Vettel pitted lap 21. Kimi was out, still out on lap 23. Kimi pits lap 27. So there's six laps on Vettel to Kimi. And there's like... They were using Kimi to get Vettel yeah. close to Bottas. So. Yeah, because there was about 10 laps difference between Max and Kimi. Uh, yeah. And I think like Ferraris are like, you know, they're not the... They're not got the best history for team orders anyway. So what? I don't doubt that. So Ferrari, each driver for themselves, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's why you call Massa a good boy after he gets out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Very belittling. Yeah, a little bit. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think Ferrari kind of ruined that race for themselves. Yeah, and then... well, Ferrari pretty much lost that race. So the first round of pit stops sort of made everything a little bit interesting, but then it's still come out like, you're all right. Yeah, Ricardo after a couple was still of laps, it settled back down. Yeah, it settled back down and it was like, eh. Not much. And then I think I'm not 100% sure of the lap count that the two Toro Rosso's come together. Did you you seen that, eh? You yeah. You've seen that incident. What What's your take on it? Do you think that's all Gasly? Um, i got to remember who was who. On the Gasly list. hit. <laughs> there you go. That's I've already showed my hand. Gasly hit Hartley. <laughs> Hartley was he already in front. He came up the inside of him, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that was, yeah, that's Gasly's fault. Yeah, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, it was, because it's like, he come from nowhere, bro. And like, what are you doing? Yeah, he's like, oh, he left me the room and shut the door. I'm like, he did not leave the room. He was just a little bit wider around the corner of it. There's like, he didn't, he didn't think he were ever gonna be there, mate. That's why the door was open. As yeah, you know. and it got shut pretty quick on that apex. 
We didn't see the air quotes I just did then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Gasly's gone from like hero to zero, really. And I think you can hear it in the radio talk when he's coming into the pits. I think he sort of realized that, ah, oh, he's messed up. Because yeah. he's like, oh, sorry, guys, you know, it's, I've got damage on this left front, left front. And it was just, yeah, it was a bit... Full of excuses. <laughs> yeah. Trying to like, oh, you know, this happened and this. And he's like, mate, you just drove into your teammate. That's the number one rule in racing. Don't hit your teammate. Yeah. And he jumped Unless straight you're... out and smashed straight into him. Um, yeah. That brought the safety <laughs> yeah. car out. The safety car, I felt like it lasted for a long time. I felt it was longer than it needed to be. But um, also, they didn't really call it straight away, did they? No. Um, because I originally, I didn't jot down the lap times of the incidents. Yeah, because uh, by the time I called the safety car, I'd, I don't, I wouldn't say I'd forgotten about it, but also like, oh, oh, that's right, there's shit on the track. Yeah, like there was a bit <laughs> of debris there. You needed to bring it, especially where it was. It was right on the racing line of a slow yeah. hairpin. You're like, I'm going to yeah, hit Yeah, you're it. not going to get away with like virtual safety car. It needed to be a real safety no, that, car. Yeah, but... that definitely needed to um to do that. Um, So yeah, at the safety car, you've had, like in the order of lines, you had Bottas, Vettel... Hamilton, Verstappen, Raikkonen, Ricardo. At that point of the race, I was still going, well, somehow Ricardo's going to pull a rabbit out of his hat, knowing that he's won. Um, that's like I said to you prior, just before we started recording. I'm like, um, a couple of my laps, yeah. couple of my notes is like, lap 21, Ricardo still hasn't done anything. Yeah. Lap, you know, that is the Ricardo's still, still in six. You're probably take, watching the race again, which is full of shit. He didn't drive really well. Yeah, oh, I know. Like, everyone on the internet's just having me on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is bullshit. <laughs> um, what's your thought on the cars, like, F1, like the cars unlapping themselves under safety car? Because that's another thing that sort of holds up that we get unnecessary laps behind the safety car. Well, did they, did they let them catch up to the back of the field, or did they just get them clear of the field? I think they just got clear, but we stayed, like, after the cars went through, I it swear did, we had, like, two laps, two or three laps yeah. behind the safety car. I am I know this defeats the purpose, but... I can see back. why they do it. You know, no, drop them back. Add a lap, who cares? Drop them back. It's a lot easier to pull out, slow down, and let everyone go through. Yeah, true. That's actually a really good point. Like, okay, you lapped get behind that makes sense i know the idea is you you haven't completed that lap and they you know that's fuel that they're not going to use and technically if you let them drop back there's a whole lap worth of fuel that they haven't used and then they could use it (laughs) but sometimes i'm like when they have these oh lap cars can go past it's like yeah i can see that i can see the benefit in, in getting clear and getting them past you know to avoid an instant safety car when all the front runners are just like... Oh, it, it does make the racing a lot better because the last thing you want is, you know, is your the race take... to start and you've got Bottas and then you've got, you know, Everyone's Esteban stuck Ocon or up. whatever. <laughs> you know, not Esteban Ocon. He's actually doing quite well in the Force India. Um, who was that? I think Marcus Ericsson. You know, one of the Saubers or signing up the front. Yeah, pretty much. Just one of the Saubers will do yeah. the trick. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um yeah, so it's definitely good to get them clear, but you are right. The amount of time it takes up. If we're like sitting there waiting two laps and losing racing because of that, that's been annoying. Yeah, especially after the track's been cleared and you're like, now we're just waiting for cars to do circles to catch up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That That is a good point. And like the dropping back is a good solution, but all the problems that raises, like you say, with fuel and that sort of stuff. 
I can see every team that doesn't get that benefit complaining. But then you got the argument of who cares? Well, you lap, so you like <laughs> you worked on a win, mate. It yeah. wasn't going to happen. <laughs> How good was Lewis's comment on the radio at the safety car restart or just before it? He's like, "Is it just me, or do I have a bunch of cars with fresh tires behind me?" Yeah, right. Like, yes, you that, do, buddy. Yes, you do. <laughs> had to be a dig at the strategy, and that's another point that got raised a few times. <clears throat> Sorry, um, like. Why didn't Mercedes pull Lewis in? They had time. Did they? I I believe it. I've I sort of tried to watch the thing. I'm I not remember sure. being mentioned a few times in the after race stuff that a lot of people seem to think Mercedes had the time to mm. get Hamilton in. I wasn't sure because, I mean, I just, watching the replay only just recently, I can't remember if it was as soon as Hamilton goes around the final corner onto the main straight that they called the safety car, or if it was just before that. But I, um, I guess it would have been pretty uh, close. Sorry, I'm thinking of Kimmy. Kimmy, Kimmy did come in. Okay. Kimmy did pit. No, no, Kimmy... I don't... <laughs> no, Kimmy didn't pit, but he pitted just before the... the safety car happened anyway. So he was on a lot fresher rubber. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's how he got back up to the podium. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. I, 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 for some reason, I remember him talking about Hamilton should have pitted, but anyway. Because on, on YouTube, on the Formula One channel, whatever, you got their best radio, or the China radio, or whatever they want to call it. Uh, yeah. They do the best co- um, radio, team radios, and the response to Hamilton from um, his engineer was like, oh, if we had pitted, they'd be in front of us. Because he's like, well, why didn't we pit for new tyres? He's like, if we pitted, they'd be in front. So, okay, so, but that doesn't make sense because both of them were behind Hamilton anyway. Yeah, and then, well, then it sort of says that Hamilton thought he had time to get new tyres in. <laughs> yeah, well, I just, I, I don't know. I guess race anyway. drivers are doing through. Um, they always want fresh rubber. Ham- Hamilton seemed a bit, he seemed a bit sucky the whole weekend. He seemed very off this weekend. Um, watching yeah. him. I think Ferrari practice and like, stuff this weekend. I was like, "Ooh, maybe I've tipped the wrong driver." Yeah, I, I, he didn't look really. He didn't look on game, and even in interviews and stuff, like I seen one of them like, "Oh, you know, they're saying this might be Ferrari's year," and all he could say was, hmm, "Maybe." Like, okay, you don't want to try defend your team at all, right? Yeah, but then how long, how many times do you really want to like, as yeah, a driver, true. be like, oh, "Okay, fine," like. You know. Oh, we're developing the car, blah blah. But Ferrari's pace is real this year, like yeah, yeah, no, they're Ferrari's just as quick. definitely they're... come to the game. Um, like this, I think we've probably said it last year at some point that oh, you know, this is the first time someone's really taken it to Mercedes. But now you're like, oh, Ferrari's just as quick, if not quicker. This is the first time in the hybrid turbo era that Mercedes haven't won three. Um, not won three races in a row. So they've been beaten three times in a row, if that's probably the better way. It's the first time they've been beaten three times in a row in the Patrick hybrid era. Patrick of not winning, right. Yes. So they've never gone more than three races in a row without winning in the oh, turbo right. hybrid era. That's Mercedes, obviously. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, but I reckon Ferrari, they'd probably be a good chance this year. Mm. And they're a nice-looking car, the Ferraris. Yeah, well, yeah, it's nice red. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's always red, but it's not a, <laughs> not a bad-looking car. 
Yeah, the black details on it and stuff look nice. Um, well, after the safety car restart, that's when everything got really exciting. Yeah, that's the part of the race that was really cool. It was... So, I've got Ricardo down the inside of Kimi, deep, deep, deep under brakes. Ricardo, like... Every pass he did was well under brakes. But, like, what um, I think it was Horner said to him at the end, he was like, surgical, it was scary. You're like, that's pretty... Like, clinical is the word he used, yeah, that's right. Yeah, clinical. And you're like, that's the perfect way to describe it. Everything he did, it was ballsy, but no contact, and he just got through and kept driving. There was no, like... There was, no, there was not much locking up. There was no sliding about the joint. It was just in, around, gone. I know his tyres were much better than everyone else's. But, but still. You can't drive that fast around slower cars without... Well, look what happened to Verstappen. He was... Verstappen was trying to copy exactly what... <laughs> exactly. And that's where I, I think I was texting you the other night saying that shows how much... That's why Ricardo is the better driver in that T. Oh, exactly. He's 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 got that down where he can do that perfectly. Whereas... Max quick, but he's not got the um, the patience or the experience to pull off those sort of moves yet. But this is also this is what Max's third year in Formula One, second year in Red Bull. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I thought I know you know only three years, and hell, we've only been doing this show for not even three years, and you'd think we'd be better at it than we are. But <laughs> um, you'd think he would have matured a bit. Yeah, but it's his job too. This isn't our job or anything but um yeah i know what you're saying is he's still driving like he's um got something to prove he does like, oh, he's still young i'm like okay he's he's probably almost 20 like you're in your <laughs> 20s now mate you're not young anymore race car driver come on mate where's your championship you've only got 14 <laughs> years left <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i guess like yeah he is young like even just as a person not not even as a race car driver. Like yeah, he's got that like three years experience, like we say, well this is his third year. Mm. But um <laughs> he's still like just a young fella. <laughs> like Yeah. You know, pretty ballsy and cocky and thought we could never do wrong when we were young, right? <laughs> never. I was I was cool, calm and collected. <laughs> <laughs> but I um, just think that if yeah, he's but... still making these mistakes next year Oh, he's gone. He'll be gone. Too much of a liability. He needs to sort that out, like, this year, in the first half of this year. Otherwise, you know, like, I don't know when his contract is, but... Uh, his is... I'm not sure, too, but I know his is extended. Ricardo is basically... is up for renewal this year. <laughs> Drive for all he did was just walked out there on the China Grand Prix, slammed down his resume, and was like, thank you very much. I will be <laughs> taking calls in the trailer, like... <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Like, if he wasn't getting a million calls about it, he is now. Well, you got to think about it. Like, Ricardo's got three or four options. Like, he's got stay at Red Bull, go to Mercedes, because Bottas is only signed on until the end of the year. Kimmy's okay. only signed on until the end of this year, so he's, he could get a drive at Ferrari. Or does he, he do, like, beat. a wild card and be like, go like Honda or something if they start improving. Oh, that's a risky move. Don't yeah. <laughs> I, I know they'll have time, but uh, I think Alonso's shown everyone. Don't yeah. do that, man. But no. then there's also <laughs> like, you know, Honda is actually doing quite well and they're now thinking to Red Bull go to grab the Honda engines and if they're doing quite well, would he stay at Red Bull? 
Yeah, that's true. Um, Where would you I see think... him go? Where would you want to see him go? I think it'd be cool to see him at Ferrari because him and Seb had a good car. I reckon he'd beat him. Like, he'd beat Seb. I, um, I, that's that's where I was thinking as well. That would just but, be cool to see, but you could, like... Ferrari could always like, got a one-driver, two-driver scenario. Yeah, and if you don't, you know, do what the boss says, it's not going to go well. Um, I don't I don't know if I could really see him at Mercedes, to be honest. Mm. I just can't see him wearing that white jumpsuit. Yeah. And, like... I mean, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I, I'm still going to support Red Bull, even if he leaves. Yeah. <laughs> but then I'll have to get another... Like, he's still my driver. He's still my boy. Well, he kind of has to be. It's like, oh, no, fuck the Australian guy, bros. <laughs> 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 he's he's a shit cunt. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Well, especially with the overtakes that he's been doing, it's just... Like, we've barely touched on them, but, I mean, because... Oh, One, I'm not the best at describing stuff like the magic that he was performing on the weekend. They were just perfect, man. Like they, they so were deep under brakes, so commitment, but perfectly executed. Yeah. yeah, it's like he had he had like a you know sixth sense for the day or whatever. He could just see this is gonna work. Like, Let's go. How good was the pass on Vettel down the straight? Yeah, that was pretty cool. And if Vettel tries to play it off like, oh, I, I, knew, I knew it was inevitable. It's like, oh, and yeah. I think but Vettel sort of also moved he did across. Sh- so yeah, it's like, he must be sitting there going, shit, that's a fast red ball. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wish I had a red ball that could pass in a straight line because, you know. Yeah, because he ain't never had one of them. Well, red ball's never known for their straight line speed. That's because Adrian guess... loves the downpours. Yeah, they do. And now they're just... They Which just... does work most of the time. Like, oh, it does, really. but sometimes I wish they went out and like didn't have a power deficit to everyone else. It's like they kind of like making things hard for themselves. Yeah, it's sort of like someone told me, you can't do that. Well, granted, you, you know, Mercedes don't want to sell them an engine and neither do Ferrari. Yeah, because if they've got power, they're like, oh, no, we'll be fucked. Yeah, <laughs> shit, they're good down around the corners. Imagine if they were fast at a straight line. Yeah, exactly. That bit later in the race, that 43, Hamilton was complaining, guys, we should have done it with the tyres. Because he was shot by the end of it. His tyres or him as a person? Probably both. Yeah, Mainly the tyres. Like, right, can we just retire? We'll just say the gearbox broke or something. Mm. Um, and then, just after, just after that, that's when Vettel and Verstappen come together. That was... Um, that was stupid. Like... Only Ricardo can pull off passes like that. Yeah, but it, I I was sort of watching it, and like Max, he he was doing all right. I'm like, he already had that little tiff that only hurt himself with Hamilton, which then gave Ricardo. That's what gave Ricardo the chance, yeah, because Hamilton essentially he, the lead. Well, that would have been two races in a row that Vettel and um, not Vettel, Verstappen and Hamilton would have come together. <laughs> yeah, I liked um. <laughs> Like, just a little bit off topic, but when apparently Lewis called him a cockhead or whatever, okay. uh, did you see that interview? I asked him about it, and Vettel actually defended Hamilton. I thought, like, yeah, That's... and I agree with that. Like, I agree with that 100%, man. Like, of course, they're going to be swearing and calling each other names. And like Vettel said, put a microphone out of footballer's mouth. Man, you can watch the NRL and see, and if you can read lips, you know they're not being oh. very nice to each other. What about, <laughs> I mean, this is completely off topic. When you and I went to the footy, 
up here and as the Bulldogs playing and Brad Johnson comes running off the field and just mouthing off right in front, like into the changes. Oh yeah, man. He was going off. He like, that, that was just a really good point. It's like height of adrenaline. You're racing. You want to get past. Didn't go your way. And what, are you surprised that he swears? Have you not heard half the ra- team radios like lately? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like <laughs> bloody K-Mag last weekend. He was dropping F-bombs like they were going out of fashion. <laughs> yeah. It's, but it's true. It's like, you know, they're not exactly in the most calm state of mind to be speaking mm. rationally. And like straight after the race. And it wasn't like he's like, oh, that's Verstappen. He's an absolute dickhead. I never want to talk to him, blah, 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 blah. He just said, what a dickhead. Yeah, exactly. It's You call your mate's dickhead. Like, <laughs> it's not like... If you have you ever watched like Australian dash cams? Yeah. Exactly. Every time someone messes up, they're like, "You dickhead." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, what the? <laughs> oh, for fuck. You don't get that in the Russian dash cams, that's for sure. Yeah, you just get weird music and the sound of a truck running up the behind of someone. <laughs> um. Anyway. Yeah. So, well, basically, Verstappen was just too aggressive, too late. He needs to really calm down. Um, there was an article on Speed Cafe, which I'm not going to read it, but I'll read the headline. Chinese GP, a life lesson for Verstappen. Yeah, so. well, if he was just a little bit calmer about that Vettel thing, like, he, there were many other places he could have passed him a lot easier without doing that. He just It just required a little bit of patience, not come barreling up the inside, like, get out of my way, I'm quicker than you. Yeah, yeah like, he was quicker. Too, he could have <laughs> easily got past him at another place. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't, it wasn't the time to do the move. But actually, look at him after the race. He did look kind of like he knew. Yeah, he knew he messed up. Yeah, yeah. He's like, well, it looks like him and Vettel had um, words, mm. and not in a nasty way. It looked like they were pretty amicable at the end of it. I guess the word. Would yeah, be. I um, I assume that. I mean, I know not every bloody driver is um, you know, all friends with each other, but. I'm pretty sure Verstappen and Vettel would have, you know, be at least on talking terms because they're both, you know, Red Bull prodigies. and Yeah, and, you know, I think um, there'd be a level of understanding. It's like, I can see why it happened. Mm. And you know, I've been in your position before. Now yeah. listen here, young buck, coming yeah. from <laughs> 29-year-old Seb, or however old he is. <laughs> He's like 30, almost 31. He's the same year as us. As you. Ah, whatever. <laughs> Don't worry, mate. Your your racing days are done too, by the way. <laughs> I, I've still got another year. <laughs> uh, my rest of my notes, to be honest, are just like, Ricardo's on fire. He's on fire. He's doing great. He's setting fastest laps. He was like, he lap after lap race. setting fastest laps. Yeah. Yeah, it was Stafford just like... got a 10 second penalty, but that was understandable. Yeah, obviously. The the strategy that like of get the luck of getting in that um, pit stop when they did, you know, it gave him a chance to get on the softer tires and that's where Ricardo really proved his worth. Yeah. And you can't say, Oh, it's all luck because he won. He still had to drive to the front of the field. The way he did it was perfect. Yeah, you can't say that's luck with the way the overtakes that he did. That was pure skill it was a masterclass. it was a pleasure to watch 
Yeah, it really was. Like, I was super stoked at the end of that race. Like, that was really cool. I was so pissed off I didn't get to see it live and in HD. <laughs> I didn't even watch it on HD screen. What? Oh. Well, you bust out well, the old CRTV and just, like, big rear projection thing. No, nah, it's like my really old LE, uh, LCD monitor. Ah, uh, okay. It doesn't do proper HD as such. Like, Ooh, that must the, be um... an old, old wooden ship. It's. I had it when we first moved into that unit. Oh, okay. And oh. it was like three years old at that point. <laughs> well, that's old. Um, Alonso passed Vettel right at the end as well. Did you see that? Just to make Vettel's day even worse. Oh, yeah, I do remember that, yeah. That's do like... you think he ran him out of road or just Alonso just did a really good drive? Because it was, I think, that was the turn one, turn two, turn three section. Oh, um, uh, it's hard to say because I don't think we got a, prop- a good enough view of. It My did sort was, of seem oh, like he ran him out of road. No, nah, I think it was just ahead sort of, of the angle. Too. Vettel sort of tried to come back across, but there was already a, a McLaren yeah, he was park already, there. Yeah, he was already pretty much on the apex of that corner. Yeah, I, I'd say that's just a racing incident, if anything. But yeah, if yeah, not, Vettel... just good driving by Alonso and. Yeah, Vettel put himself there. Vettel got time. Anyway, at the end of the day, Daniel Ricciardo wins his um, sixth Grand Prix victory. And last lap, Daniel Ricciardo still setting fastest laps. Like, he was just in party mode. Yeah, man. He, well, as if you wouldn't be. You, like, did not think this was going to be my day. <laughs> yeah, and every one of his race wins have all come outside the top three. Yeah, they they mentioned that actually a couple of times. Oh, that's every interesting. Five minutes by the end of it, that's why I got a note of it. Yeah. Oh, top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, and well, Ricardo said himself, the ones he wins are always the exciting ones. Yeah, he doesn't win a boring race. That's not. That's for sure. I haven't seen Ricardo <laughs> go out. And... Actually, that reminds me. He said my favorite thing ever. Sometimes you just got to lick the stamp and send it. Yes, I've like, oh. seen that. That was the quote <laughs> of the um day. I can already see on, it on Red Bull t-shirts. <laughs> it was on Reddit or something. I seen it, yeah. Sometimes and he did his got... shoey. I didn't actually get to see that, but... Oh, yeah, standard shoey. Standard shoey. Yeah, we've seen him six times now, so... Cool. Mate, he was doing yeah. shoeys just getting on the, um, the yeah, podiums. Yeah, just getting on the podium. Now <laughs> it's just like, nah, and he does shoeys if he wins. Yeah, because that'd be some pretty nasty... Do you have any other, like, F1 news as such? I haven't really sort of just finished, and I haven't really had much chance to read into it. No, there wasn't really much. It just, you know, like, the Staffen penalty, that was sorted at the track. Yep. Ricardo kicked ass. It did. It was great. It was, like, it was a good good week when I first seen that Ricardo won. I was like, oh, mate, I've had, like, a whole episode last week of just how good is Lounsey? He's the best. And then yep. now it's like... Ricardo, do you know about this young kid? He's fantastic. Yeah. His young upcomer. Young upcomer, almost 30 or something. Like, oh, he's like 29 or something now. I should have. What is he out of WA, isn't he? Yeah. Well, if that's all we've got for Formula One, we'll leave that there. I want to quickly chat on about the supercars because uh, we're recording this on the Tuesday and... For those of you that aren't aware, some big news has come out today um, regarding Ford. Do you want to um, let the people know what's happened? (laughs) All right. Well, today, Ford Performance, the 
what used to be just an American arm of Ford, like make parts for Mustangs, crate motors, and all that stuff. So yeah, they did their little launch today with their three cars for 2018. One being the Ranger Raptor, which is going to be the supercar support vehicle, which they're a cool looking car, but um, kind of silly name. But anyway, if you're into that. But the big news really is what Ford teams are going to be running next year, and that's the Mustang. Yes. So they're bringing in the Ford Mustang. Um, it will still be run with the V8 engine. It's pretty much current drivetrain from the current car. Yeah. Uh, there were rumors of the twin-turbo V6 that they use, like in the GT series with the Ford GT, yep. which was very successful at Le Mans and stuff like that. But that doesn't actually make sense at this point. I mean, the Mustang in Australia is either a four-cylinder or a five-liter V8. Are you like... Well, it actually just makes sense to keep the V8. Yeah, it like, does. Turbo V6 would be cool. I kind of but... hope that they might do a little bit of work, you know, behind closed doors and secretly developing the V6. Yeah, that would be you cool. You know, like... maybe do some wild cards. I don't know. Like, there was a team that I was really looking forward to some V6 turbo wild cards, and they're not getting them. So I might yeah, as well try that's... and hope for them from a Ford. That was really disappointing when I when you told me that. I was like, oh, I was actually really looking forward to seeing that happen. Oh, well, don't but, listen to last week's show because I was all angry over it. Yeah, it, well, we discussed it through text message. Hmm. <laughs> I was also not happy about it. But um, from the Ford point of view and the marketing and everyone in the Mustang out there, you can't go out on the road down here without seeing one. The V8 does just make sense. It's a five liter. The road car's five liter. Yeah. My mate, one of the new blokes at um, my work, I was talking to him and I was like, oh, the Mustang's got, you know, going to be in the supercars. He's like, oh, they were cool. But now every man and his dog's got one. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I was actually going to get one, but they told me how long the wait was. It was like 16 months when I wanted one. Ooh, so I ended up getting the, the my Falcon. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sort of glad I didn't end up with one now because you do, you see them everywhere, man. Yeah. Well, they look all good now and. Let's wait a couple of years until they're all clapped out. Yeah, like, like I don't know, five years after the BF Falcon came out, you started to see some pretty good clappers oh. on the road. You know, I remember <laughs> when VEs first got released, I was like, they're a nice-looking car. I saw a <laughs> VE yesterday, I was like, oh, my God, that thing needs to go home and die. <laughs> they're so dated, eh? <laughs> they're bad. Um, but either way, this will be a good thing. I'm hoping... Yeah, I think it's awesome. It's, I hope it will bring the fight. There's, like... An article I read earlier were like, oh, it's been, you know, nicknamed the the Commodore Killer. I'm like, well, you know. You can't say that. You yet. can't say <laughs> it. It's a bit like how many iPhone killers have been out there. Like, you know, remember back in the day, everything was an iPhone killer or it's like everything's now like an Uber killer or just. You can't call yourself a killer until you've killed something, mate. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think, you know, obviously because they're going to be able to do the, all the composite paneling and everything that. They claim all the benefit on the ZV comes from. It'll be a sleeker car. Mm-hmm. Like, they have to raise nah. the height of the roof in this one. Oh, really? Yeah. It's too low to, for what the um, requirements are <laughs> for supercars. I hope they pull that off without making it look weird. Yeah. Well, are there's... I mean, they had to stretch... Did they stretch or shrink the Commodore to fit onto the controlled chassis? I can't remember. The old oh. one, I'm pretty sure they shrunk. I'm sure they'll, they'll, they'll just look at the design and keep the ratios the same so we oh, won't notice yeah, anything. I, I think if I didn't say anything, no one would notice that it's actually taller. <laughs> yeah, you can go to the truck and see that. Taller than a normal Mustang. <laughs> 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 but, 
But it is no, good. It's, it's a good cool. sign of our manufacturers backing it because this is the first time Ford's having any form well, of support since like 2016 uh, or 15. I, like I was saying earlier, I watched their live um, Facebook thing they did uh, with the announcement and Ford, the guy from Ford, obviously he's going to sound very committed because they're just announcing it, but he said it's for the foreseeable future. There's no end date on when they want to pull their funding again and they're actually working with DJR and Tickford. Yeah. So there's there's no real factory team as such. No, uh, and I don't think they're actually getting any funding as such. They have... They did mention something about a lot of um, technical support. Yeah, so you've got Ludo... And Vinsky doesn't really need the funding. Ludo and... Um, oh, I can't remember the guy's name from Tickford. Uh, Nathaniel... I'm pretty sure his name is Nathaniel Osborne from Tickford Racing. Yeah. Um, so those two are going to lead the engineering direction of the project. So I think it's like Ford is sort of going, look, you can have the IP, because that's the biggest issue with the Mustang at the start. Everyone's like, well, just, you know, just build it yourself without Ford. But then yeah, Ford funny. technically could go, hang on, you're using our IP without our permission. You can't do that. Yeah, so here's our lawyer's least, phone number. <laughs> yeah. So the, with the backing of Ford to allow to do the two, develop the car, I think Ford's giving everyone the green light. They're looking like, you know, the lord and saviour of all the the blue fans that now go, well, we've got a new car to cheer on too without actually having to foot the bill. Yeah, yeah, well, that makes sense. Like, how much technical help do they really need? All they're doing is reshaping their body at the moment. Mm. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, I see what you're saying. And I think for DJR to go away from being a Ford team, like, I could see it happening in the future, like, when maybe DJR's got nothing to do with it and it's a mostly Penske-run operation. Yeah. But they risk hurting so much of their fan base by leaving Ford at the moment. Oh, this and is... Yep. It's even like just a couple of weeks ago, I think it was Penske saying, you know, oh, we... Holden. Yeah, exactly. And, I, and and now with what's just come out, you're like, well, that looks more like a sort of... That was a threat. Clearly, there was discussions going on. He's like, well, if you don't, I'm leaving. Oh, okay. Well, hold mm. on. <laughs> yeah, because it did sort of seem to come out of nowhere because Ford have sort of publicly said they had no interest in it up until recently. Yeah, I think they're trying to keep everything under wraps. They're saying here, like, back in early 17, the company in Ford Australia that we knew had an opportunity in front of us. Like, they are basically saying, back early last year, we knew we could do something like this, and they've been working on it since then. But obviously well, wanted to, you know, cross the T's, dot the I's, and make sure everything was all done before and I they think jumped it's But I think thing. they also were going to wait and see what the ZB was going to be like. Yeah, yeah, like, is it worth jumping into? And Do you think there was people out there that actually thought the ZB was going to be crap? Well, I didn't think it was going to be a crap race car. Uh, my opinions as a road car mean nothing to what we're talking about. Yeah, like, man, actually, I'll take even as a road drive car, V6 they, turbo. Yeah, they, they look pretty cool. Like, it's just not my favourite kind of car. Front mm. wheel drive and that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, like... Ford have always sort of seemed to want to keep a wrap on their racing stuff. Like, their GT, when they redid the GT, it was like, you know, four years of silence and all of a sudden, like, check Ooh. this out. Yeah, <laughs> look what we've been but, doing quietly over here. They're actually pretty good at keeping the lid on 
stuff mm. they really don't want getting out. So. Yeah, well, this really only like all the news really started coming out yesterday. Yeah, and then with the, the official um, announcement today. Auto Action or whatever that place is called started posting it. But I think it's it's great news. It's good. It's good for the category. I'm really hoping this means Nissan will be like, well, we're staying in too. Yeah, it's another breath of life, uh, fresh breath of life into the sport. Mm. And uh, I don't, I don't know why the ZB didn't seem to have the same effect. Maybe it's because I'm a bit of a Ford fan. But <laughs> even as a Holden fan, I was just like, oh, it's just the next Commodore. I was just interested to see what it looked like, like. You know, because yeah. we all knew the new Commodore was coming and you'd seen all the photos, but they've all got their, you know, that f- camera camo. camo and stuff that they put on it. So you, if you take a photo of it, you can't really see what it really looks like. Yeah, just I like just wanted to see what it looked like and what it looked like as a race car. And Yeah, I think this is like a whole new model coming in too. Sort of, And there has been a big question over it ever since the FGX went out of production. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? Everyone's saying Mustang, Mustang, Mustang. Yeah. But, and it was... It is the obvious. I was waiting for the Mondeo. That's what I was waiting for. Yeah, I was thinking, I was starting to think it was going to be something like that because then you sort of think, well, you know, Commodore, four-door car and maybe Ford wants to sort of, you know, go that direction with it as well. Mm. But then I guess that's sort of like, does, like, obviously ZB's new. So how long till it's a Camaro versus Mustang? (laughs) Yeah, well, you never know. Like, GM and that and Holden, they're sort of... I think they are working on a Camaro for not supercars or anything. I'm not going to go out and say that, but you know they're doing that in their GT racing. Yeah, GT4 Camaros, and like I think HSV's new business model includes importing Camaros at a ridiculous cost. So they'd probably want to do an official release of them in Australia before they did anything like that. And making um, so you're not HSV Colorados and stuff as well. Yeah, have you seen the price on their Camaros? Like a hundred thousand dollars for a Camaro. It's like, nah, man. I'll just spend fifty grand to buy a blower and a Mustang. Oh, really? Hundred far out for a Camaro. Like they do. It is like the top of the line ZL1 sort of. Mm-hmm. From what I've read, it's got you know the massive brakes and proper track pack and all that sort of stuff. But you still like hundred grand for a Camaro, man. That's a lot. Yeah, that's that is a lot for an American car. Yeah. <laughs> Because I, I always remember how Jeremy Clarkson describes American cars. They're not great. <laughs> yeah. I think that's changed a lot now. Like, now we're in an international world where you can steal everyone's ideas from around the world. Yeah. Um, anyway. But yeah, cool news. I, I didn't, so I'm just going to ask you quickly. Well, did you watch any or see anything from the um the Benz Motorsport Park over the weekend? They had uh, their first official race. Oh, that's right. No, I didn't. And that would be cool to check out just to see what the track's looking like. They, they did a few um, track videos. From what I could see was like, yeah, the they still need grass everywhere. But everyone's saying it's like, well, Jamie Wincup's come out and said it's the best permanent circuit we've got in Australia. Well, you'd kind of hope it is with the amount of money, yeah. the size, and the fact that it's the newest. Like, <clears throat> if you go out, like, make a motorsport park like fair enough you just want to make a track this is a design i love but you want to call a place a motorsport park and you know advertise that you're going to be drag racing drifting and it damn well better be the best place in oh Australia. yeah <laughs> and he was saying like um because all the corners are sort of they're not based off australian corners like they're like oh inspired by corners from you know 
like Europe, Europe and America oh. and all over the world. <laughs> so there's a big, massive banked oval. <laughs> I, I said that last week. I was like, is it too late to chuck in a big, you know, big bank corner? Because I was enjoying all the racing from Tasmania. Like, yeah. And uh, you got that little bank corner. They're like, oh, it's like our little NASCAR dome bowl. And I was like, well, yeah. let's make a big one at the bends. Like, <laughs> yeah. And we'll call it the bend. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they're saying because it's all the, the corners and stuff are all, you know, from international ones, it's got a very good, a good feel and it's just a nice, it looks like a good fast track. It really does. We're going to have to get down there one year. Yeah, maybe next year. Yeah, you're the supercar. <laughs> it, oh, every year can be year of the supercar. It's definitely 2018 year of the supercar. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> this is a, a bit of a short episode this week, but that's that's fine. Um, JD's not here, so let's. I'll get your tip for Phillip Island because we're going up to Phillip Island next week with the supercar. Or this weekend actually for the supercars. Yeah, a couple of days oh, away. Phillip Island starts. Oh, um, nice. Who's your pick? As a, a a driver for the weekend, uh, you reckon it's gonna? I wouldn't. We're not clean up. Like this is hard for the V8s because Formula One's like, who do you reckon's gonna win? But who the do you think is gonna yeah. be like the strongest driver for in the supercars? Strongest drivers. Oh. Lounsey was damn good last weekend. It's it's, it's going to a triple eight friendly track. But Chaz Mostert won there last year. Chaz Chaz is always a bit of a dark horse when he does well. You don't you don't expect it. Yeah. It just. Oh, fuck, there he is. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know, that's a good question. <clears throat> Van Gisbergen needs to pull his finger out of it. He's not having the best luck lately. Well, his car buggered up last weekend. That's true, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll go with Van Gisbergen for the weekend. You're going to go with SVG. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking, like, I would like to go Lowndes. I'd like to get, like, another, ah, oh, Lowndes is going to do a back-to-back. But it's I don't just, see it happening. It doesn't seem likely. It, it is a good track for him, though. Mm. Screw it. Uh, I'm going Lance. All right, then. There you go. Just, and then, of course, you can't ignore the Penske cars. They'll be there somewhere. Yeah, I think, you know, if it wasn't Lowndes, it might be Scotty. I might yeah. just buck the trend and go Fabs. <laughs> well, he, he, does, he goes all right, sometimes unexpectedly. Fats I mean, was doing last, really last, well last year at the first half. Yeah, last of the year. year, he looked like the number one driver in that team. I was like, oh, "Go Fabs, screw Scotty, go Fabs!" But then, you know, the second half of the year happened, and Scotty just dominated. Yeah, somebody's like, "Hey, man, he's beating you." Oh, <laughs> 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 ah, well, in other off-topic news, our Townsville tickets arrived today. So, anyone that's listening, we'll be there in Townsville. So. If you're going, let us know, and we'll try and have a meet-up. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, I'll be up there in, for Darwin, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're coming up for that. So, look, we're going to have everyone here. We're going to be at five rounds this year, or four more. Yeah, man, it's going to be cool. Uh, well, <laughs> we'll just do a little quick on-air chat about where do you still think we're going to should go for the Gold Coast? Like, where's a good spot? Every time I've gone with my old man, it's been, it's been pretty all right with general admin and my old man he's dead as, he i don't think he's coming this year but he's dead against getting grandstand tickets because the year that we did he got sat right in front of a pole like, <laughs> dead set like could not see past it at all it was like the pole was at his nose so i was like all right i can understand his that would suck because i know how much the grandstand tickets are yeah so i we ended up spending most of that year not 
in. Um, but I think there's a grandstand on the chicane that looks pretty cool. Oh. Well, for anyone that's listening, if you guys have been to the Gold Coast 600 and you've like, if you found a really good GA spot that, you know, not very many people know of or a place you can't get to but you can, or if you found like a grandstand spot that you're like, this is the best, like let us know because I personally haven't been to the Gold Coast 600 before. I don't know where to go or where to look or where to... There's, with the GA, there's a good spot um, near the last turn, corner onto the straight. Mm-hmm. A big grassy area, big TV. But there's also a grandstand there that you that wouldn't be too bad to get into. Oh. Because there's also those fan stands, and I'm not sure on them. <laughs> yeah, you don't the get only... designated seat, and I still feel like you're going to have to get there first thing in the morning and get your and seat. sort of, yeah, be like, this is where I'm sit. Mm. And yeah, it's sort of, it seems like it'd be more fun to, well, not more fun, but better to have a set seat, like, if you're paying that much anyway. Oh, yeah. Like, and oh. also, for everyone else as well, um, I think tickets for Newcastle go on sale in about, on the 28th of April? If I put uh, it, somewhere around there? I've got my money set aside for that. We really need to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was basically say, this thing is it's going to sell out. Like, there's uh, accommodation is pretty much gone in Newcastle. If you haven't booked your accommodation now, don't bother. Our bromantic re- weekend. <laughs> <laughs> the three of us are staying at a bed and breakfast. Um, a little French boutique. Yeah. Bed and breakfast. One of the <laughs> one of the one of the reviews we found was, "Oh, this is a perfect place for a mother daughter getaway." Yeah. Well, it sounds perfect. like a perfect weekend for the boys, I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a spot. That's all that matters. <laughs> it is. We get to take a boat to the racing. It's on the other side of the river. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Never caught a boat to the racing. I don't but yeah, as soon as we can. Oh, they're doing like their pre-sales for Newcastle tickets. I'm just having a look now. Yeah. That's for people that bought them last year, those lucky bastards. Yeah, well, we we did have tickets last year, but we didn't buy them. Yeah, they're not in our name. Yeah. Anyway, this is probably a conversation we could have. I know. Other people don't need to care about that. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> that is us pretty much done and dusted for this week. Thank you very much, uh, Mitch, for filling in. All good, man. Cheers um, for me. Yeah, you, you know, you're logging some good hours, mate. You're logging good hours. Um, i got to be careful because other podcasts might come and pinch you if you're just like, oh, for your full-time gig. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> you never know. You never know. My loyalty's not cheap, Matt. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll double what I'm paying you right now. Oh, sweet. Double nothing. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, that's us, guys. Done and dusted. We'll be back next week. Provided JD's not eaten by a crocodile or saying he'll be back as well. Um, once again thank you Mitch for filling in um, guys if you have any questions you want to email us you can email us at breakinglate at gmail.com hit us up on Facebook facebook.com forward slash breaking late um, and you can hit up our website at breakinglate.com and if you're one of the 21 Canadians that come to our website last week hello and welcome <laughs> Canadians. Nice. Oh, we had a huge spike of Canadians just last week. Sweet. Crazy. All it takes is one mate to tell all his mates to boot it. All about it. <laughs> there uh, we, we go. I'm just all. watching the stats. We've lost all our Canadians. <laughs> 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 no, we welcome everyone. Um, anyway, that is us. Done. We'll see you later because I don't know how many times I need to sign off on the show. All right. <laughs>
Catch you guys later. <laughs> Bye. All right, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit.